All right, welcome in. We are talking about the Larson Group here. So in the Larson Group, we got Charleston, Scottsdale, Honolulu, St. Louis, Worcester, uh, Atlantic City, Tacoma, and Yuma. Worcester is now an intern team. Wise guy left us, so we won't spend too much time with him. But we'll talk about the other teams. So let's start off with the Charleston Chews. They replaced the 175-145 class with the 94, the 64-90 class. Um, so, you know, he's really building a solid squad. He brought in uh, three guys that score in the 15 to 20 range. Um, looks like a solid point guard that maybe has a little too many turnovers, but maybe can figure that out. And Robert Warren, uh, Kevin Greer looks really solid. 6'8 guy that shoots 57.8% true shooting percentage, 2.4 assists, only 0.7 turnovers, 1.7 blocks, 9.8 rebounds. Looks really nice. I really like Jacob Heron, too. Um, I mean, he was plus 9.4, so you know he's doing something good out there. Maybe he's playing with great players, but he's, I mean, you know, maybe not the most efficient scorer, but he, he's a solid player. You know, they lose two seniors in the starting lineup, but, you know, Greer fits right in there at the power forward spot. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think they can figure it out, whether it's moving Curtis around to get Ward in there at point guard or shooting guard. Uh, but, yeah, any thoughts? No, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Curtis, their, their, their returning point guard, looks like a solid guy. Um, Heron will step in with him nicely. And Kevin Greer at 6'8", uh, they really needed a power forward, and they got exactly what they needed in that position. So, um, yeah, this team almost looks like they'd be they'd be worthy of moving into one of the regular groups. So I think this is a good chance for them to show off down in this here lower bracket and uh, get some momentum going for next year's tournament. Yeah, and real Coach Mel's only been there for a year and a half, you know, and he's already brought in two solid classes. So um, good for him, uh, like like what he's doing there. Um, let's move on to the Honolulu Orcas. You know this team very well. They brought in the 90 875 class replacing the 109 150 class uh you, you get you brought you bring in uh some height jordan luke that was probably i mean he he might be he might be the best player uh best recruit in this class that's a huge get for coach loke um you know 51.9% 58.3% true shooting on 24 with 24 points game score 25.4 this guy's a monster, um, and they they desperately needed that. They desperately needed that uh, big man, and you know I think he's going to fill in really nice there. Yeah, he's a big time shot blocker too, over three blocks a game, and it's nice too because they have a they have a six eight power forward who grabbed ten rebounds a game last year. So it's not yeah. like all the all the post presence pressure is on Jordan Luke. He gets to sort of have a partner in crime for this first season. Yeah, it'll yeah. have good balance on that roster. Everyone, every other starting. Uh, player returned so yeah they're prime yeah for sure so yeah i see you know lamb of potentially jones wilson stewart uh the other jones and then luke at center um luke fits in really nicely there and um yeah uh no matter how you i mean you can move those guys around a little bit but that's kind of what i'm thinking for them and and they're they're two guards. In fact, all their best players are, are seniors this year too. So uh, it's it's a good time for the team to peak. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I did, you know, I did, I did take. 
yeah, I did put Jones in over uh, Spencer, but you know, um, they can figure just in Wilson and over Walter, but you know, they, they got some stuff to figure out. They got some, they got some things they can figure out, but they have a solid team. I expect them to make some noise. These first two teams look really solid in this group. I agree. I agree. All right, let's move on to another conference mate, the Scottsdale Sentinels. They brought in the 54-62 class, replacing the 110-143 class. Uh, you bring in guys like uh, Sean Williams, Jerry McKinney, um, big man Eric Floyd. Uh, they all look solid. I, I do like Eric Floyd and Jared, Jared McKinney. He needed, he needed yeah. some height. I mean, last year he's, he's playing with a 6-6 uh, power forward, you know, and he brings back fresh or. Uh, but he loses two six six guys, and he really needs money. And he brought in two guys that will help fill it. I think those guys could potentially slide right into the starting lineup um, and just see what see what happens. Uh, you know, definitely McKinley. You know, um, and then you got a guy like Lanterman returning, who he's really important for their team. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I tell you, the first thing I see on these freshmen is I, I get that they're good all-around guys, and a couple of them are shooters, but all of them are good ball handlers too. Um, 3.3 assists to 1.3 turnovers, 3.7 to 0.9, and then 2.4 assists against 0.7 turnovers. So that that's just bread and butter for a guy like Philip Lanterman, who's a uh, now two years in a row he's been a third-team all-leaguer, and you know with support like that, he might be moving up the charts. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, he's he's got some things to work with. And, you know, with a guy like Lanterman and Blackston coming back, uh, two guys that score that much, you have a chance in any game. So it's all it's all a matter of uh, – yeah, it's all a matter of how much you can stomach. Can, does he try Willie Blackston at um, point guard? You know, he has a positive assist to turnover ratio. But yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll see. Uh, let's look at the next team. We got the St. Louis Iron Deeks. Uh, they bring in the 207 236 class, replacing the 196 215 class. Nothing of huge note, but, um, you know, some. they're not like super tiny, you know, and they only lost one senior, which is Ethan Thompson for them. Uh, they're going to be a little hype challenge, but, you know, potentially Gavin Rushford can step in there and fill the center spot. Um, but yeah, they they just don't have the talent that um, you know they want you know to really make a run in this tournament. I think. Yeah, St. Louis was a cellar dwelling team just uh, just two or three seasons ago. Uh, they went four straight seasons with some sort of eighth place finish in their conference, including a couple DTT appearances in a row. Then last year they brought in those three freshmen. Um, they're actually taking basically all the team's shots. What is that about 42, 43 shots per game? by that yeah. freshman class last year uh, that pulled them up to be an RTT sweet 16 team. That's not a lot to brag about in the, in the grand scale of things, but it was a big step up for this, uh, for the squad. Unfortunately, they didn't follow it up with a good freshman class this year. So um, they're just going to basically run out that same lineup and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Let's look at the next team. Uh, I don't even really want to talk about these guys. Yeah. Uh, he, we can scout them uh, for the opponents, though, I guess. I mean, you know, they bring in a bad class. They already had they had some talent, but, you know, Paolo De- Dennis, they're all everything uh, point guard, former um, PNTT player of the year. 
uh, it's on the NA, and it's just kind of unfortunate. You know, what? You, you'd at least wish that he'd be in the starting lineup, but he's not. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say here. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on if you're okay with that. Go, go for it. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Atlantic City, the Wolves, they brought in the 6550 class, replacing the 226 182 class. That's really big for them. Um, you know, I'm I'm guessing the player. The player that really attributed to that would be Peter Patrick Mayer. Uh, I'm not sure, but he had a pretty high game score, 16.6 points a game, 55.4% true shooting, playing opposition at power forward, 6-6. But they're still small. Like, these guys are really small. That's all they needed was somebody who could actually play power forward or center. Yep. So, unfortunately, he's going to have to play power forward probably. You know, uh, Jordan Cross will probably play center and – We'll see what they can do. You know, luckily they do bring back um, four or five starters, and these guys are talented. But you're going to need some. You're going to need something else if you really want to make a push in this bracket. Yeah, I even would have liked it if they could have brought some, uh, you know, better passing at the mid-size range because they got a point guard who loves to shoot. He's not much of a floor general. Uh, a few assists, but he turns it over like crazy. If they could have taken the ball out of Alexander Johnson's hands and just set him up for shooting, uh, you know that could have be that could have been an interesting setup. But you're right; I don't think they have the players to make that happen. Cool. Let's talk about uh, the Tacoma Aces. They bring they bring in the six eighty three sixty eight class, replacing the one ninety two one forty four class. So. Um, that's nice. And you get Brendan Parkell, 24.2 points a game, 61.3% true shooting. This guy shoots volume, 7.73 pointer attempts a game, and he made 37.3% of them. This guy is just a bona fide scorer. Uh, you put him next to Noah McCowan, and, you know, the, and yeah, yeah, Noah McCowan. And um, I feel like he fills in really nicely for uh, Nicholas Greer. Uh, and then also you got a guy like Andrew Fryer who is, you know, a six eight guy. He can rebound. He feels he feels that power forward they ha- need yeah. they have pretty well there. I think he that that was he might be more important than Park Hill. Even though Park Hill is going to get the accolades, he's the one that scored uh, that that can score. Fryer is what they needed because they were desperately they were very undersized at the uh, yeah at the at the four position. You know that this is going to turn them into a into a beefy team. Yeah. Uh, if you look at them last year, they they were behind the curve in shooting percentage. Their their true shooting was four and a half points behind the opponents. So that means they were giving up a lot of rebounding opportunities compared to what they could get. But they were actually plus three in rebounding despite being undersized at power forward. That's because they had that big freshman seven footer down there um, mm-hmm. doing big work, Cyrus McGregor. So. Cyrus McGregor was kind of holding it down himself, and now he's getting an actual friend to help him uh, push people around. So, yeah, 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 that's going to turn into a team strength real fast. For sure, for sure. Let's talk about Yuma. Um, so Yuma brought in the 168-149 class, replacing the 184-211 class. So you get a little bit of improvement. You lose one um, starter in Berkowitz, uh, but, you know, well, I guess Berkowitz only played one game, so he didn't start. Never mind. Right. <laughs> Forget everything I just said. Um, they, they bring back all their starters, and, uh, you know, they have some guys to um, round this team into form. So uh, Givens looks like a solid player that 
Um, maybe not the most efficient scorer, but he shot a lot of threes. So, you know, that might be dragging his percentages down a little bit. Ty Mascoli looks like a solid player too. Um, I mean, this gives him a little more depth. He already has those two uh, big men in Palm and McClendon. So he gets more depth in the, uh, in the, uh, in the middle of his lineup and we'll see what, I mean, they're a big team, you know, and I think they could definitely surprise some people. Yeah, uh, just, you know, what kind of what's been happening to this roster, though, overall? I know uh, Cheese Bro's a coach who's who's around and active and seems bright, but, boy, he's kind of let these guys drop off. They went, like, they did the whole NTT down to PTT down to RTT down to DTC thing lately. So, yeah. Um, I, I hope he's uh, not asleep at the wheel. I hope we get some, you know. No, I, he's I don't, are we gonna get he's a good there. Out of this guy? Yeah, he's there. He's there. He's okay. He's definitely. He's just had some bad luck, you know, recruiting, and you know he's trying to make the most out of it. But you know that that happens to all of us from time to time. So I think. Uh, Who am I to talk, right? <laughs> yeah, I think he's. I think he's got a solid. I, I think he he might he'll he'll be able to get the most out of him. He does have a tough schedule though. You know he's playing Reno, um, and uh, you know he's he's a good coach. So I I'm excited to see what he can do with these guys. He's going to get the most out of them. We'll see what. And you're right. Good size across the lineup. So they can play with anyone. For sure. Um, who are some uh, players to watch in this? Who do you like to – yeah, any players to watch for you? Well, we started off with that big freshman. Was that in uh, – was that in – no, it wasn't in Charleston. Who? It was Honolulu picked up the uh, the young kid, Jordan Luke. And, yes. and that's who I think is going to just blow it out. I think they're going to give him a lot of shots. Uh, I know there's already a couple of shooters on the roster, but but I, I boy, he just looks too dynamic to shoot yeah. that. He'll score all over. Yeah, and you look at you look at Jordan Luke, and this guy, he's got it all. You know, he he has the potential to win the PNTT Player of the Year. You know, he could win that tournament player, and uh, so I'm really excited to see what um, Luke can do with him. We. We all know Luke's an incredible coach, and he's has. He he's he's got a great history. He's had a little rough go lately, but you know this is this is the player that you can build around. You know this is the reason you stay active, building those classes that are average. You know because you get a guy like this and it can vault you straight to the top. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the other other person I'd mentioned, we got a we got a top score kind of alert here with Philip Lanterman over in Scottsdale. Yeah. Um, he, he really just fills it up, and that's the other kind of guy you think could walk away with a tournament uh, trophy of some sort. Yeah, Park Hill, too, and, you know, oh, there's yeah. I mean, there's some solid players. So I'm really excited for this group, you know. I, I feel like the winner of this group could definitely make some noise come uh, PNTT playoffs. So who, who do you – speaking of that, who do you think comes away with this? Boy, I'm – so I tried to just stick straight to where the talent is, right? Because yep. sometimes just having some depth is what makes the difference. Uh, a lot of these starting lineups will go well against each other. And when it came to that, I felt like Scottsdale might be the one team that's really like six players deep that can really bring in an extra player that has some impact. I think uh, uh, their, their backups, uh, Sebastian Creamer might not have shot well last year, but he's a guy who coming out of high school looked like he might do all right. So yeah. I, I think Scottsdale is going to have the, the the depth that other teams might not have. What yeah, 
So there's a few teams that I think could win it. I like I like Charleston. I like uh, Honolulu. I like Scottsdale. Um, and then uh, Tacoma. And I kind of I kind of like yeah. Tacoma. They're yeah yeah. They're just kind of a sneaky team, you know. Uh, they're not they're not a team that jumps off, but I like what they're doing, and I feel like they could they could make some noise too. So there's those are the teams, man. You know. Uh, Conference 29 get a lot of love here, you know. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if I want to take him, but I, I just think Loke's a great coach, you know. And now oh, that okay. he has that talent, I think he's going to get the most out of that talent. So I'm going to take kind of Lulu. Good. That's a, that's a good pick. And and I do think Tacoma is the dark horse here. Yeah. Um, even coming out of the what – are, what are they, the seven or nine or wherever we are down near the bottom of the bracket, I still think you're right. Tacoma is some, someone to watch. Yeah, and I don't – I mean, honestly, you know, I'm not – I mean, we're not going to make the playoffs, I don't think. But <laughs> if we were, if we were, if, uh, any team from this region, it's not necessarily one I would want to see. You know, usually it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take the team the, the team from the lesser but the lesser, uh, the lesser region. But, you know, there's some, there's some talent here, you know. So Yeah, I think, I think anyone can go on a run. Cool. Well – we're going to end it there. Thank you so much for listening. We went through that pretty fast, but um, we'll see what happens. So thanks for listening, and we'll try and finish up uh, shortly.